Hello and welcome to episode 210 of the VegGrab podcast. My name's Richard and I like to grow food in my allotment. Today is the 4th of March 2019 and I can't believe we're already into March. This year seems to be flying by. Now the other day I caught up with my friend Bethan and she's been on the podcast before but this time I wanted to have a wander around her allotment so we'll have that coming up a bit later. Before that we of course have the tip of the week from the calendar being it's the first episode in March we also have the perennial calendar to get through. But firstly let's go find out what I've been up to over the last week on my allotment and garden. Well, it's Thursday, the 31st of February, 2019 today. I'm just in the greenhouse at the moment, just giving everything a bit of a water, checking things over. Everything's looking really good. More that a bit later. Now, a couple of things. Tuesday morning, um, I got up. You may remember last week I mentioned that one of my quails had uh, bashed her head. Well, she was dead this on Tuesday morning, which was a real tragedy. Um, so I had to deal with that and then I, then I popped down the allotment to do some weeding. Um, and that, that was that day taken up really. Wednesday, well I went Wednesday I spent all day at um, Gardner Press Event in London. Um, don't normally go to these sort of things, it's my first time but I, I went along. Um, I met obviously up with my good friend uh, Mr Lee Connolly and uh, we had... Um, I spent a day walking around a lot of uh, stalls, learning about future products and future companies and things that I don't... Really, really interesting, actually. I also met uh, quite a few bloggers and listeners and YouTubers, including Muddy Boots, Sean James Cameron, My Little Allotment, or Kirsty Ward. Um, Annabelle, I saw her again, absolutely lovely. And many, many others that... <laughs> I can't remember everyone, I'm afraid, but really, really, for me, really, really, very interesting. But kind of getting away, it, although it's garden related, it's getting away from my thing. Now, um, this morning, um, I've lost another quail again, another female quail. Now, these two that have died are the two I hatched last year. They seem to have died. I'm thinking they've tried to escape, so they've flown up. Um Oh, a bit windy there. I, when I got quails and I, I did some research, people did say not to give them a huge amount of roof space because when they panic, they fly up and they can bash their head in. But I thought that doesn't make sense. doesn't sound very um, natural. How wrong was I, I think? It's, um, it's evident that that does happen. I've lost two now. Just because the male is trying to mate. Now, Adam and Eve, the original two, are still okay. Um, so we'll see how they get on. But, yeah, a little sad to say the least. Now, as I said tonight, I'm in the greenhouse. And I've actually moved a tray of root trainers that have got kale and lettuce in them into here tonight. I'm just giving myself a bit more room in the potting shed. Um, and seeing how they go, get on. If it doesn't get too cold and they continue growing in here, they should do okay. The leeks I sowed a couple of weeks ago aren't really doing anything yet, but the potato tub that I have got in here, that's part on some good growth. We've got potatoes growing. They've, they're just poking their head above, which is really, really good. Uh, they always do well in here, these ones. These are home guard. Again, they were potted on 
Well potted up about two weeks ago. A little bit later than normal, but hey ho, but they are looking really, really good. Now my pear, uh, peach tree, beautiful peach tree. It is in flower. Now I moved it into the greenhouse back in November to avoid leaf, uh, peach leaf coal, which is the second year I've done it. It worked last year, so I'll repeat doing that. But the flowers, they've came on and it is just full of little pink flowers. There's so much, and it, it's just little buds and these pink little things. It is stunning. And hopefully that'll mean they'll turn to uh, becoming peaches. I'm just thinking actually, I might just get a paintbrush and pollinate them all a bit, I think. Because um, I don't know if there's any pollinators in here. But yeah, really, really looking good. And my Swedes and Kales that I've overwintered in here, in the soil, are looking really good as well. In fact, hopefully they'll come out before I get pl things planted in them. Anyway, it's starting to rain now. Um, a bit of a shame. I don't think this beautiful weather that we've had over the last few days is going to last much longer, but we'll see. Anyway, let's find out what I've done on, on the, for the rest of the week. Well, it's the 3rd of March today, Sunday, and usually on Sundays I would have gone down the allotment, but I didn't today. Uh, instead, well, I woke up this morning and it was absolutely miserable weather. Windy, rainy. I've been down the allotment a fair bit during the week, keeping on top or doing some weeding. So, and that's all I would have gone down there to do. So I decided instead, I'll spend a bit of time at home. Now I will admit I had a bit of a late start today. I got in late last night from a Skinny Jingada event. Um, but the, so I was a little late getting up, but I came into my potting shed and I've potted on quite a few of my little seedlings that have been growing up over the last few weeks. Uh, a lot of my herbs and saddle leaves, I've potted those onto, well, from the little seed trays, I've put them into some bigger pots, uh, which they'll probably stay in throughout their life now. They might go into some bigger pots. Um, just because it's, well, I don't like to use root trainers for these. Now, these are, as I said, my salad leaves, the various ones that I've got of those, and my parsley and my chives. Um, and my radishes, actually, I've potted those on into the same sort of way. Hopefully they'll now grow on. They're actually looking really, really good. The grow lights are really working well. Into root trainers, I've also potted on some of my peppers, my chilies, uh, my tomatoes, and my chickpeas. Chickpeas are really growing quick. They're a good six inches to ten inches tall now. Really have put on a lot of growth very, very quickly. So um, they did need to go on, and they've gone into my deep-rooted root trainers. It's obviously freed up some space in my various propagators to move things along, which meant I had the opportunity to sow a few more seeds today. And I've sown some alpine strawberries, basically to use a packet up, and some melons, a variety called Melwa. Now it's probably a little early still for melons, but these are destined for my greenhouse, so they should do okay. But I'm also thinking that 
Perhaps melons need an early start to really get a decent melon from them. I did manage one last year. Um, we'll just take the lid of a propagator off. But I think if I get them going early, we might end up with some really decent melons. We'll find out. But yeah, that's what I have been up to today. That's got the seeds sown and they're just going into propagator number one. I've got the chickens are running about outside I can hear. There we go, that's better. So that really is what I've been up to today. I would have liked to go down the allotment this morning, but it didn't happen. Never mind, these things happen. Well, it's the 4th of March 2019 today. I'm back at home and I finished work fairly early today, but I didn't get down the allotment. It's still quite wet, although we had sunny spells today. There was a fair bit of um, moisture around, shall we say. So I thought, oh, I won't go down the allotment. Um, I'd like to go down there and check on everything, but while it's wet, I don't really see the point just yet. Now I've got Apart from weeding, I don't really have a huge amount to do down there. Um, I'd, I'd like to get everything spotlessly tidy and everything, but at the same time, if I'm going to be miserable when it's cold and wet down there, I'd sooner wait until I can really put my heart into it. Anyway, at home, uh, now I let the chickens out, all three girls, and out into the vegetable patch, as I normally do when I'm home in the evening. Uh, the quails... Adam and Eve are still okay. We've still got the two quails after our losses last week. So everything is good there. But one thing I did do, I thought, I've got a few minutes. Um, I'll go check on my wooden trug planter. Now this was one my dad made for my brother-in-law that I inherited. And a few weeks ago, I actually threw in some radish seeds, basically because I'd left the seeds out overnight. They got damp, and I knew if I stored them, they'd be no good. So I just threw them in there to see how they would get on. Well, they've germinated. They're very small at the moment, but they've germinated. Now, I think this is quite significant because they are outside. They're not in a potting shed. They've not got any heat. But they've germinated. So... Based on that, I think it'll be safe to sow some other seeds, such as carrots and parsnips. Depending on where they are, of course, but I think that's a good sign. Anyway, we'll leave those to grow on and we'll harvest them as we need them and probably have to do some thinning and we'll keep an eye on them and see how they do over the next few weeks. Radishes are pretty quick. We'll probably be harvesting them within a few weeks. I'm also going to be having a bit of a change with the truck system in a few weeks' time, if everything goes to plan, but more on that later on, of course. Now, last night I did release the weekly harvest report, and we had just under £6 worth of food. Again, mostly from the eggs. Um, we only had 14 eggs last week. I don't think Bear was laying again. It's She is getting old now. She's over three years old, which doesn't sound old for chickens, but they're not as good layers once they reach those sort of years. The other two are absolutely fine in laying eggs, so that's why we got our 14 eggs. But we also had a cabbage um, and some potatoes, because we've still got plenty of those to go around. We also had salad leaf and herbs. Now the herbs are obviously just kept outside my back door, 
and a salad leaf I've started harvesting from the little um, pots that were in the potting shed. I've moved those into the kitchen now and they'll keep us going for a while. So yes, that wraps up the diary for this week. Well, it's time for the tip of the week from the RHS Plant Grow Harvest Calendar. And this week it reads, Strawberries can be planted outside now, though if you want a crop for this year, use shop brought runners. Now, I don't disagree with that, but I wouldn't run out and buy some strawberries plants and stick them straight outside unless they've been outside at the garden centre or nursery. If they've been indoors and you stick them outside, they're not going to be used to the cold. So let them get used to it is what I'm saying. Now, it is the first podcast of March, and that means we obviously have the perennial calendar to go through as well. And that reads what to do in March. The splendour of spring hits towards the end of March as it as life begins to creep back in after winter, which means there is plenty to do in the garden, lots of planting and sowing and preparing the earth. Fruits and vegetables. Start off this year's veg growing with shallots, onion sets and potatoes. If you have vegetable beds that will be sitting empty for a while, cover with sheets of plastic as this will stop the growth of weeds in the meantime. Flowers. Early spring means herbaceous perennials such as geranium, astrania and oriental poppies can be sown for lasting colour and foliage. Plant summer flowering bulbs but prepare the soil with proper drainage so that the bulbs don't rot. In the greenhouse. It's a busy busy month in the greenhouse especially if you're planning to grow lots of different things this year. New seedlings need pricking out and potting on giving them plenty of room for now from for where they will pot on new growth and they will frequently need watering trees and shrubs it's the right time to plant any trees that have been waiting to be pot in the ground it's also a good time to plant roses particularly if you live in cold areas or where the soil is heavy wildlife for pond owners begin feeding the fish again as they will start to come out of their winter dormancy as the weather gets warmer towards the end of the month look out for frog toads and not newt spawns well that wasn't didn't feel so much of a challenge to get through this week thankfully as i said in the intro section today i'm catching up with my friend bethan and bethan runs a youtube channel called ginger welsh allotments you may well have heard of her i have had her on the podcast before where i caught up with her at an event but i do like having a nose around other people's allotments and i thought i would take a tour of her allotment and share that with you all so let's go have a nose around Bethan's allotment. Well, hello, Bethan, and lovely to see you again. Thank you, Richard. Back on your plot. Um, it's quite quite big, isn't it? I'm shocked how big this site is. How? Yes, is um, I don't know in metres, but it, it is, I'd say, maybe 30 metres, 40 metres, Yeah. Like yeah, it certainly seems longer than mine, by far. Um, yeah, I'm shocked how big it is. I would say it's two plots in one myself, you know, looking at it. Um, but they've just rented it to me as one big plot, and all the plots are the same size. But I think mine is slightly wider than most as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah I'd agree with that. Now, we, we're in a, a little village in Suffolk, and I can see there's a church, so I'm assuming... This field was probably originally the glebe field. Is that something you know of? 
I've no idea. Nah. It might very well have been. Uh, looking around, I would say so. So it's obviously been converted into allotments in fairly recent years. Um, looking around, anyway, I could be wrong, but but let's um, let's have a look around on your plot and see what's going on now. Obviously, we've just emptied the in through the gate, and we've got one little bed here. What's going on in this bed? This is the flower bed. It's the only flower bed I've got in at the moment. But this section down this side of my allotment is going to be for flowers and a wildlife area but I haven't got very far with that as you saw when we arrived my dad is over here today and he's just been turning a bit of the ground for me um, or clearing the ground rather so once that's cleared I'll put in a few more beds along the width of the plot and over the course of the summer I'll add cosmos and comfrey and um, sunflowers and things that are going to attract pollinating insects and bees. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. I mean, at the moment, I can see what looks like tulips popping through the head, popping the head through the soil, and uh, primroses in this bed. But it's a little bit bare. The rest of it, so there's not a huge amount to really talk about. But as you say, you're preparing the ground. You've got some weed suppressing membranes set up, ready to uh, block any weeds, which is a good idea in my eyes. Is this something you do every year? No, no, it's just when my dad has turned this patch of ground, I didn't want the weeds to come back because you know what it's like, as soon as you turn your back, they're back. Yeah. Um, so I've just covered it really to stop any weeds before I make it into a permanent flower bed or, or, and I'm going to just dig out one more row of um, veg bed here and then the rest will be flowers. Right, good idea, good idea. Now, I can see we've got a cage over some... Well, they look like brassicas to me. Yes, that's right. We've got some curly kale and some cavalonero kale, and at the bottom is some purple sprouting broccoli, which has begun to sprout. They're quite big plants, actually. Can we have a yeah, sure. closer look? Yeah, I mean, the kale, they're probably about a foot to a two foot high. There's four of them that I can see, but they've got nice thick stumps on them. And have you been harvesting plenty of kale and eating those? Yeah. Yeah, we get quite th through quite a lot of the kale. Uh, it grows a bit more vigorous than we can keep on top of. So sometimes a lot of the stuff that goes onto the floor, you know, the leaves that touch the floor, just end up in the compost. But at least it's making compost for me, so that's not such a bad thing. And it's producing food. If it's producing too much food, I don't see that being a problem, really. No. But the purple sprout and broccoli, oh, wow, I can see what you mean, yeah. Yeah, that's... I just noticed this the other day, a couple of florets coming through. So um, this is much better than what I grew last year. It's the same variety as I grew last year, the same seeds. But um, I think as you as you do it, you learn more, don't you, as you go along. And yeah. I, I learned to definitely stake the broccoli from the start this year um, so that it stopped the winged rock, which I think might have affected the um, sprouting of it last year because it didn't sprout until about April last year and then it was like these tiny little stringy things that were no good anyway Yeah, I had the same trouble my purple sprout and broccoli last oh, year yeah. I haven't grown any this year actually because I didn't get around to it but that's a very good tip to stake your purple sprout and broccoli as well and obviously you've put this net over it to stop the birds getting to it yes. do, you, do you have many problems with birds here? Yeah, we, they do come down and they'll just demolish anything really anything yeah. at all so you've got to cover absolutely everything especially your fruit because right. um i turned around last year and my gooseberries and blackcurrants had just gone so um definitely that's that they'll be netted this year 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. You've got a smaller bed and a smaller cage here. Yes, cabbage. Two cabbage in here. I can't remember what. I think the January King. Yeah. Um, and then the rest was broccoli rab. Uh -huh. Now this broccoli rab, I I never have much luck with it because it just seems to flower straight away. Yeah. Um, before I get a chance to harvest it, it's like nothing, 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 and then all of a sudden it's just yellow flowers on it. I have the same problem. Yeah. So that, that's a very interesting. I, I was sowing some seeds the other day, broccoli rab 60, and I was sort of saying, I don't have a huge amount of luck with them, and I think I need to get them in the ground quicker. Oh, okay. Um, and we'll see what happens, but we'll see. I did read an article that said you were meant to harvest the florets and the stalk and the leaves all in one. So it's kind of like uh, like you would with the purple sprouting broccoli rather than wait for just harvesting individual florets. Oh, right, that's interesting. I didn't know that, but I'll, um, I'll try that as well. But your, your, your purple cabbage king, they're beautiful. The leaves, they've got this green with this kind of purpley tinge. It's... Yeah, they're looking nice. Yeah, yeah, I hope they heart up, but you can always have them as uh, spring greens if not. Yeah, yeah, but I just like the colour on those leaves, mm. aren't they? It's kind of a, a good colour. Uh, you've got, got stuff over here. There's salsify in that row, yeah, and parsnips in that same bed, and oh, carrots right. at the bottom. Yeah, whenever because I, I, I wondered if it was salsify because as I walked past, I just saw these. <laughs> you like salsify? Um, I've never grown them, but uh, Stephen, who I interviewed last year, has, and I was kind of looking at them and thinking they look a bit interesting. Now, at least to me, they look. There's a house plant, and I can't think what it's called after the spider plant. Oh, I know, yeah. I think they look quite a lot like that in many ways. Um, but it's salsify, which is obviously the root that grows down. Have you tried eating any of these yet? Yes, I unearthed two, and I took it home, and I, um, I boiled it, and I tried it, and it tasted like a very weak parsnip. Now, right. they say that it's meant to taste like an oyster, so it's meant to be a bit seafood-ish. Um, but I don't think I did it justice, really. I think I just, like, <laughs> slung it in a pan and didn't really... So I will dig some more up, and I'm going to roast it and see if it's nicer that way, because I wasn't really very impressed with it. But the reason I've got it is because it came free with a magazine, so I planted the seeds to see what it would be like. And it's easy crop to grow. Yeah, I've heard it's easy. Um so that's why I'm interested in it as well. So you can take some home with you if you want and try it yourself. Well, if it's not too much trouble for you, of yeah, course, no, you know, give so it a try. And a, yeah, cool. Yeah. And your parsnips, when did you get your parsnips in? Or are they last year's? No, or? these are last year's. So they're beginning to regrow again. I do need to dig them all up. Yeah. But it's really handy that they've began to regrow because I couldn't see where they were first. But now because they've got little um, green bits, I can go and dig them all up. And that's one of the jobs I need to do this week is to dig up all the parsnips that are left and just freeze them. Well, the fact they regrowing tells me it's probably about the right time to start sowing the seed for the parsnips. It's obviously the right time for them to grow, so that's something for me to do tomorrow. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you've used wood chip, wood chip as a pass around here, is there? Yes, it's got black fabric underneath and then just wood chip on top. I'm not sure if this is the right way to go about it though, because it is composting down, uh -huh. and I do get some weeds in this wood chip. So, but it, it, it is better than having nothing at all. Keeps your boots clean as well. <laughs> I see you've got four compost bins made out of pallets to the side here as well, and is that a good number you find in four? Uh, 
yes, more or less. Um, I've originally I had two for um, veg composting, and then two for manure, fresh manure, which I, I was going to leave rot to rot down. Um, but then the two compost bins got too full, so I ended up emptying the manure from one anyway onto my beds. So that's now become a, a third um, veg composter. And then the empty one on the end is going to have more manure. And I think I'm going to make a, another one for my chicken manure from my house. Yes, because you've recently got chickens, haven't you? That's right. How, yeah. how, I've, I've had a look at them at your house. How, how are you finding your chickens? Oh, really good. I love keeping them. They really, um, oh, I could just watch them all day. They just, you know, walk around, have a little nibble of this, a little nibble of that. And they've really come on. You know, they've got a lot better than when we had them because we had them as rescue chickens. And um, they were all bald, and now they've put on their feathers and they've filled out a lot. So that's really good. I really enjoy keeping the chickens. Yeah, I, re- I remember you put a picture in a uh, the the Facebook group of your chickens when you first got them, and it was so heart wrenching to see them with no f- well, very few feathers in the middle of winter, wasn't it? And yes, uh, I know of two people at least that have seen the chickens in the state they were in, and it's changed how they buy their chicken. So they never buy like the cheap chicken yeah. anymore. They always look for free range eggs and the free range chicken. And um, they curse me really, because they say I was quite happy in my ignorance <laughs> <laughs> buying, you know, caged hens, but uh, caged hen chickens. But um, it, it does make you think when you actually see them, doesn't it? It's quite heartbreaking really. It really is, really is. Well, we're not even a third of the way down your plot yet. And, um We've still got a lot more to go, so we've got another bed here. This is looking like onions. Yes, this the, this section is shallots, what you're yep. looking at now. And then there's loads of onions, and right at the bottom is some garlic. Which, Lovely. Um, they, these were all planted in the autumn. Yeah, and they've started to sprout already. They're looking nice and healthy in, in, in growth. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they're doing fine. They have had some of their... Um, length taken off with the winds I, i've uh-huh. come over and found quite a bit of the green foliage on the floor um but i think it should be okay i haven't fleeced them this year i did fleece them last year and um when i took the fleece off they bolted so i wasn't sure if i'd taken the, the fleece off too soon and then the mm. weather went cold and they just sort of like went oh no we don't like it yeah so i didn't fleece them at all this year so Pro- this is an experiment i'm trying Probably a sun change. I don't think I've ever fleeced my onions, to be fair. So, oh, right. yeah. I'm assuming this is... You've got some raised beds in this area. They mostly look empty, but you're covered with cardboard, quite a few of them, to keep the weeds down. Is that something you've just started doing, or is that something you've done before? Uh, it's more or less to do with the no-dig method. Uh-huh. As it's just once your soil is... You know, once you're, you've finished growing for the season, then I just cover the soil over with the cardboard and just let it be for the winter and then give it a, um, a top dressing of compost or manure and away it goes again come the growing season. I have got um, turnips and radish and spring onions growing under this cloche here. Wow, they um, look really big and healthy actually. Well, I did harvest um, a couple of turnips this week and some radish. The radish was a bit woody, so... Right. Um, I, I didn't really intend to overwinter them. I grew them at the end of last season and they didn't grow big enough to harvest before the end of the winter. So I just thought, oh, well, I'll just fleece them and see what happens. 
yeah. so they've grown up, they've grown fine. Yeah, well, they are. I mean, the, the leaves themselves are probably about um, a foot tall, 10 inches to a foot tall, but they're nice and luscious and green looking yeah, at them. Yeah, they look like they're doing well. And like I said, I did harvest some the other day and they were good-sized golf balls, so I haven't cooked them yet, so I don't know how they eat, but uh, I'll let you know when I That's do That's the important thing. Excellent, and you've got another one over there. Yeah, there's broad beans, spinach and Swiss chard in that one. Oh, lovely. And um, are the broad beans and Swiss chard doing well? Yes, yeah, yeah. they're growing fine. So I've harvested some spinach this week from here, so the plants might look a bit spindly. All right, we'll just lift off this fleece. Oh, wow, they look... Again, they're so luscious and green... And I'm just I'm just feeling this spinach. It feels velvety. It's yeah. really good. And the ball beans are looking they're good six inches to ten inches tall again. Yeah, that looking really, really good. I'm actually thinking the fleece is obviously giving them that bit of extra warmth to protect them a bit more. My um spinach and chard and broad beans all doing very well, but they just they just look so luscious and green in comparison. Well, I mostly fleeced them when I planted them to stop any mice getting the beans. That was the sort of the idea. Um, and then I've just left them on, really. But it does get quite windy over here, so I wanted the fleece as a sort of protection to stop them from being bashed around. Sure. Sure. We're saying you've fleeced them. What you've basically done is got some poles to make some hoops and just throwing the fleece over with yes. some bricks to hold the fleece down very very simple but effective yeah yeah it yeah. does the job yeah definitely right well, i think we're reaching the halfway point now yeah we're, we're at the end of the veg and we're going into the fruit section ah now. the fruit section yeah. these beds i've put in this week so these are quite new on the plot but uh -huh. i'm just waiting to fill them with um, compost and manure when i can get hold of some well-rotted manure I think you've just had a delivery of wood chip by the feel of it. That's nice and soft and spongy walking over that wood chip. Uh, yeah, it's um, it's from a big heap that was over there. Um, last year I had some work done in my, on my garden and they took out quite a few of the hedges and the tree surgeon cut all of it down and, and dumped it over there for me. And I'm just about getting around now to um, putting it all down since the beds have only just gone in. I like that, that you're recycling effectively what was in your garden though and using it again down here oh yeah yeah we're trying not to let anything go uh go amiss lovely well so we're into your fruit section and the first things i can see straight away is your rhubarb and how many are there one two three four five six seven nine rhubarb crowns by the looks of it that's right um, all look like they're springing into life, but these two towards the back here really have sprung into life. They're looking almost ready to harvest. Yeah, that variety is Timply Early and uh -huh. the other variety of Victoria. So I, um, the Timply Early always comes early, as is in the name, yeah. um, and the Victoria is a bit later. But I did find last year the Victoria bolted quite easily, yeah. so, whereas the Timply Early didn't. So um, I would... It's not that I'm not recommending Victoria. I, I grew the Victoria from seeds, so it was quite cheap. Um, but that's been my experience, that the Victoria has bolted a lot. And just cut off the flower stalk and it'll be fine. Yeah. 
Yeah, but the Timperley Early, is this your first year you've grown it? Have you grown it before? No, that's been there for about three years now, so that's really well established. <laughs> so um, we'll be picking quite a bit from that this year, hopefully. Have you, in previous years, have you seen it as much growth as it is now? Because that is, you know, that looks fully grown. No, no, I've not seen it grow this early, you know, and be at the size it is so early on in the season. Yeah, I'm... I'm noticing this at home. I think you've probably seen the pictures. The the rhubarb, the early rhubarb is ready for harvesting. Yeah, it's, it's just quite crazy, really. But we did say earlier it's been a very mild winter, so... Yes, very mild. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's been a bit too mild, I think. We could have done with a bit more frost to kill off the bugs and we might end up with quite a bit of trouble this year, I reckon, with pests and diseases. Yeah, I'm thinking the same thing now. Behind the rhubarb, you've got a couple of structures that are obviously supporting some sort of fruit. Yes, there's blackberries and taberries. I've had those blackberries there at the same time as the rhubarb, planted them the same year. So um, that's about three years old now, the blackberries. But the taberries I only planted last year, so this will be their first year. I've not had a taberry before, so I'm looking forward to that, hopefully. Lovely, lovely. Now, moving on, you've got some, what to me looks like gooseberries that's right there's gooseberries black currants and red currants in this section and strawberries to the side lovely you make a lot of wines out of your products don't you it's one of your things you do do, yeah i love uh, love homemade wine it's great are you making gooseberry wine and red currant wine and all that this year or is you get enough well, yeah, I'm hoping to, yes. I was hoping to last year, but the birds beat me to the gooseberries and um, the, I didn't get any red currants off my currant bushes last year. Nothing at all. So I don't know if they're going to come to anything this year and if they don't, I will take them out and buy um, from a reputable company because I got them from Asda's and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with buying fruit from Asda's because no. um, the others I've got, I had from Aldi's. I just remember the red currants coming from Asda's because I bought them afterwards. And um, it might just be that that batch of red currants that year didn't produce anything. I don't know. And again, you've netted them with the same sort of thing of a, a metal pole that you've made into a hoop and thrown a net over again simple but effective yeah this is just a temporary measure um because i'm hoping to get a fruit cage up over this section this this year um like as as in i'm hoping to start it very very soon but i did when i was reading up about why they might not have come into fruit um somebody said that the birds might come and peck away at your buds if you don't if you don't um cover them over at the start of the season so I thought well I might as well cover them over and uh, and then if we don't get any again this year then obviously it's something wrong with the plants rather than um, nature. Well it could be it'd just take a few years to establish um, I'm not sure but I'm thinking did I get any red currants last year I don't think I did so oh, who are, knows. Are yours new? Are your plants new? No mine are well established oh, okay. so I don't know oh. I don't know. Now we're coming up to your shed as well we're actually fairly near the top before we get to the sheds, i know you've got some stories about that you've got some more structures around this bed yes just this is a raspberry bed which i've made sort of a, a structure so that when the raspberries grow they can just rest on the sides because again like i was saying about the blackberries last year they were they didn't have anything really i did run a 
bit of twine across, but it wasn't strong enough, so it just sagged down. And then the raspberries were on the floor, and they were getting all like mildewy. And so this year, hopefully, they'll just rest nicely on the bamboo canes that are there. Yeah, because bamboo canes, you've basically made them into a, um, a cross piece with uprights to hold them. And- like a fence, a support. Yes, yeah, it's sort of like a grid system, really. So uh, that's the word I was looking for, a grid system. <laughs> yeah, and you got a row of, I'm got, guessing, trees. Yes, we've got some um, mini. Well, I don't know if they're mini trees, but the fruit is meant to grow really close to the um, the main trunk rather uh-huh. than branch out. So they are ones that you can grow on um, in patio containers as well. Yeah. But I've just put them in here. And I've got three apple, one pear, one plum and one cherry. How long have you had these trees? Again, I planted them last year. So the first time round, yeah. yeah. We're coming to the end, but we are at your shed now. And you've had a bit of, well, I'll let you explain, shall I? Oh, yeah, we had some vandals over here um, two nights ago. And they went on to everybody's plot and did something on everybody's plot. So some people have had fruit cages pulled down and I had a water butt upended and um, broken. It is broken beyond repair. There's nothing I can do for it, which yeah. was really frustrating because they also um, they also broke the bamboo cane with the raspberries that we were just looking at, but I could repair that, you know, but I can't repair that. So my parents bought me that last... Um, November to help me with catching the rain and it's you know there's no it's no good at all so I was I was really um, upset about that Um, but they didn't break any of the crops essentially so you know they could have pulled over the fruit um, bushes Mm. and fruit trees and they they left all that alone they could have stamped on all that so I suppose in a way I was lucky but um, you know it shouldn't shouldn't really happen it was and they put in a window on my shed. So, um, yeah, it was a bit uh, bit of a bad blow when I came over yesterday morning and saw everything out of um, kilter. At first, I thought the way it was wind damage because everything was just slightly off balance, you know, until I came up here and saw the water. But so that was that was sad. Yeah, it's, it is awful. But hey, hey, I mean... It's not the most secure site, is it, really? No, no, it's not secure at all. Anybody can come onto the site at any point. And I was aware of that when I took on the site. And again, going back to how you, you, um, you learn so much as you do, because now I would never go to an allotment site that didn't have running water on, you know, nearby. And I wouldn't go to an allotment site that didn't, wasn't enclosed so that you didn't have you know you have to have a lock to get in um because in theory if anybody could come on and smash up my pumpkins in the summer or do anything like they have you know so it is a big thing if you look into getting allotment i would definitely look at those factors that would be my you know my couple of points when you're looking for an allotment site running water and security Absolutely. Too too right, too right. Well, thank you very much for taking me on this tour today, Ethan. It's always lovely. You've got a YouTube channel, and for those that don't know, um, do you want to advertise yes, yourself? Yes, it's um, Ginger Welsh Allotments, where I just record what I'm up to around the plot and in my house and what I'm growing at the, that point. And I, I tell my successes and my failures, so I don't just sort of 
look really good and like, oh, <laughs> look at me, I can grow anything. There, there are a lot of failures as well. But I like to share that, you know, I like to share my knowledge with people because it might prevent them from doing the same thing. Yeah. Well, a big thank you to Bethan for taking us around her plot. Very, very lovely of her to do so. And a really interesting plot. It's certainly early on in the season at the moment, which is why things are a little behind. And once things really grow, perhaps we can get back to Bethan and see how it's gone on later on in the year. Of course, I'm always open to visit other allotments. So if you want me to visit yours and we'll record a podcast together, let me know. And um, we can do that. Now, I do think this podcast has gone, not that I have time limits, but I'd like to keep them around a half hour, and I think this is up near 40 minutes. So I apologise for that, but Bethan had so much to talk about, and she's such a informative and bubbly person that I wanted it in there. But anyway, I'll wrap up for this week. Now, before I wrap up, uh, a couple of things. First of all, I'm on Skinny Jean Gardener's podcast this week. It's came out already. Um, we're talking about garden centres, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on that as well. Now, next, I also have uh, the seed competition for this week. And this week's winner goes to Jen, who quite often posts, and she's recently got herself an allotment. So, pack of seeds are coming your way. Um, now, if anybody else wants to win any packets of seeds, then all you've got to do is contact me either through email, richard at vegroundpodcast.co.uk, through the website, vegroundpodcast.co.uk, or any social media. Well, your name will be put into a hat and you could win. Anyway, let's wrap up. So thank you very much for listening for this week. Please take care and I'll speak to you again next time.